So in this recording, uh, we're going to discuss various issues surrounding the abortion of a Tay-Sachs fetus. Um, Tay-Sachs disease is a genetic syndrome that's common in Ashkenazi Jews. Um, it renders ineffective an enzyme responsible for the breakdown of a certain fat in the brain and spinal cord. So as a result, the substance accumulates to toxic levels within the first few months of the infant's life, and it progressively inhibits neurological function. Uh, so by the sixth month, you know, the baby cannot turn over, sit, or crawl, and eventually the disease causes seizures, blindness, and deafness, and paralysis. Um, and also, all Tay-Sachs children, without exception, uh, die by the age of four. Um, so when it comes to aborting a fetus with Tay-Sachs, there are a number of issues to consider. So first you have the devastating physical effects of the disease on the baby, as well as the emotional and psychological pain it would cause the parents. Uh, another issue is as follows. Um, when this question was first presented to Rabbi Eliezer Waldenberg in 1975, the only prenatal testing available to determine whether the fetus actually has the disorder was amniocentesis, uh, which involves extracting amniotic fluid from the womb and sampling its fetal tissue. However, doing this procedure earlier than the first three months of pregnancy incurs the risk of injuring the fetus, uh, which is why it's always done after the third month. Uh, within the first three months of pregnancy, many posts can assume that abortion for reasons other than the survival of the mother is a possibility. However, after the first three months, the pregnancy becomes externally recognizable and the fetus begins to move and kick. So at that point, most of the terim to abort, other than the life of the mother, pretty much fall by the wayside. So essentially, the question is, do we understand the deadline of three months as absolute, past which we make no exceptions other than a situation of pikuach nefesh to the mother? Or is the case of a Tay-Sachs fetus so extenuating as to allow for an abortion even after the third month, which is when the testing would actually tell us the status of the fetus? Um, in his response to Tzitz Eliezer, Rabbi Waldenberg begins his approach by pointing out that uh, most Rishonim assume that while a non-Jew would be issued the death penalty for killing a fetus, a Jew would not be, though he's still prohibited from doing so. So the level of that Isser is a question among the poskim, and many hold that it is only a rabbinic prohibition, um, So this might actually be less of an issue if the doctor happens to be Jewish. <clears throat> the Tzitzel Yezer then finds precedent in a response of Rav Yaakov Emdin. The case over there deals with terminating a pregnancy uh, due to an adulterous affair. And Rav Yaakov Emden suggests that even if we were to deal with the fetus of a married couple, there would be a rationale to be lenient if giving birth to the child would cause the mother tremendous pain, even if it would not threaten her life. Um, Rav Yaakov Emden says that this would be permissible for the duration of the pregnancy up until the baby begins to leave the uterus. And Rabbi Waldenberg believed that there's no pain greater than the inevitable loss of the child, both to the mother and the baby itself. Uh, he briefly entertains the possibility that the case of the adulterous pregnancy might actually be more severe than our case due to the shame involved in producing an illegitimate child, but concludes that the other factors that we have mentioned outweigh this concern. He also points out that Ravemdin did not draw any distinction between before the three-month ultimatum versus after, but rather as long as the baby has not yet begun to leave the womb. So for all these reasons, the Tzitz Eliezer concludes that in our case of a fetus determined to have Tay-Sachs, there's enough, reasons to, enough reason to permit an abortion even past the third month. Uh, however, he makes two important caveats. First, the abortion should not place the mother in any danger. Also, once the pregnancy reaches the seventh month, the baby must not be aborted. This is because the fetus is often fully developed by the seventh month. Um, he also writes that it goes without saying that the prospective couples that run the risk of giving birth to Tay-Sachs children should not be getting married in the first place since we have the ability 
you know, to screen people for whether they carry the mutation. Um, it is important to note that Rav Waldenberg's psak was not universally accepted. In fact, Rav Moshe Feinstein wrote a piece in which he rejected his conclusion. Um, also, another issue to consider is that while the only prenatal testing available in the 70s was amniocentesis, since then medicine has developed a technique known as chorionic villus sampling. Uh, this is a procedure in which placental tissue is taken, uh, and then the fetal chromosomes are examined. Uh, this test is done even earlier than amniocentesis, um, as early as 10 weeks into the pregnancy, in fact. Uh, so in light of this development, maybe Urfa Waldenberg himself would perhaps acknowledge that there is less room to rely on the precedent of Rav Yaakov Emden, and that one must determine the health of the fetus and abort, if necessary, no later than three months.